0: Does Dan Campbell have some company for Coach of the Year? We discuss. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's do this, everybody. A Friday edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast. Network your team every day. Matt Derry with you on a Friday, December 29th into Saturday, December 30th. Tomorrow night, Lions go into Dallas looking for win number 12 on the season facing the Cowboys, who have not lost at home all season. 7-0. and They average 39.9 points per game at Jerry World. Jimmy Johnson's going to the ring of honor. It's going to be a crazy night, Saturday night, Monday night football on a Saturday with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman ESPN, ABC at eight 15 and the lions have an opportunity to play big time spoiler and add another L to the Cowboys losing streak. That would be three straight and Detroit still in search possibly of the one seat in the NFC. We thank you for making us your first listen and checking us out wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and watch us for free each and every day in our Lockdown Lions YouTube channel. Shout out to our everydayers that are out there. So many of you hit me up on the Facebook page, on the Twitter page at Dairy Speaks and at Lockdown Lions. We thank you for doing that. Next week, I'll do a full run through of a lot of you that have asked for mentions as everydayers right here on Lockdown Lions. We got to talk about Dan Campbell and Coach of the Year. All of a sudden, Vegas has a new favorite. Four coach of the year, and it's not Dan Campbell. We'll explain coming up momentarily. We got some keys to victory for tomorrow night's game in Dallas against the Cowboys. Also, some roster moves to get into. All of that today right here on Locked On Lions. Our show today is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to and faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash NFL. To post your job for free, terms and conditions apply. Again, follow me on Twitter at Dairy Speaks, at Locked On Lions, Matt Dairy Facebook fan page on threads at The Real Matt Dairy, and also our Locked On Lions YouTube channel. My apologies. The show got cut off. It was short yesterday. We re put it in on YouTube and reinstalled it. So if you missed a crossover with Marcus Mosier, the host of Locked On Cowboys, please go to YouTube and to find it there for the full version. That was, uh, I had to repost this morning. So my apologies for that. All right, here we go, folks. Saturday night, a big one for the Lions in Dallas against the Cowboys. Cowboys are still six-point favorites. Many believe Dallas will bounce back after back-to-back losses to Buffalo and Miami on the road, get a home win that they need, trying to keep pace with Philadelphia atop the NFC East with two to play. Lions, of course, have not had great history in Dallas. Even last year, went in a big D, Played pretty well, but the turnovers killed him. The Jamal Williams fumbled the goal line. And then in the end, Dak Prescott and that offense were too much. And the Lions ended up getting blown out down in Dallas. Again, this Cowboy offense, especially at home, on that fast track down there, is really, really good. Averaging close to 40 points per game. And again, the Cowboys, uh, offensively, are the number two offense in the entire league. Averaging 30 points a game, the number six in total offense in terms of yardage. Uh, they're number six in terms of passing yards. And they've only given it away 13 times this year, first in the NFL. We will get to some keys to victory coming up. But the news of the day has got to be something I saw on uh, uh, from Vegas and our friends at FanDuel. If right now you are gambling on Dan Campbell for futures bet for a couple of weeks from now to win coach of the year in the NFL, the numbers have changed. Campbell was the odds on favorite for a few weeks now. But now, coach of the year, if you want to gamble on it, Kevin Stefanski of the Browns is the favorite at minus 375. Dan Campbell is second at plus 500. Mike McDaniel of the Dolphins plus 1200. Shane Steichen plus 1200. So Stefanski two weeks ago was 14 and what 14 to one odds to now being the clear favorite after the Browns. Clinched a playoff berth and won their 11th game last night in the Thursday night win over the Jets. The Browns still have an outside shot at winning the NFC North if the Ravens lose their last two. But think about this. We've talked about it all year. Dan Campbell deserves coach of the year. What Dan Campbell has done over a three-year stretch, to take a team from three wins to nine wins, now 11 wins, and a division championship is unmatched in this town right? We're sitting here right now talking about a Lions team that many people feel, including yours truly, could go to the NFC Championship game, could have a chance to make the Super Bowl. This club won three games two years ago. They were a dumpster fire. They lost 13. People were questioning, this is just some cute guy with the kneecap line and, and, and he's rah-rah, but he can't coach. All the Lions have done these last two years is win his win. And it started off slow last season, ended up great with seven out of the last eight, barely uh, missing the playoffs with nine wins. Then they upgrade the roster even more. And now this football team is 11 and four. Have a chance to win 13 games this year, but Dan Campbell is not the favorite anymore. According to Vegas to win coach of the year. Kevin Stefanski, here's the argument you can make for the Browns coach. Number one, he's been through four quarterbacks this year. The overrated and overpaid Deshaun Watson, P.J. Walker, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, and now Stefanski has resurrected the career of 38-year-old Joe Flacco, who was out of football the first 14 weeks of the season. Out of football, 13 weeks keeping fresh with his arm by throwing balls to his son and to his father at a peewee field somewhere. Out of football. Joe Flacco's hot. Browns are playing great. Have a chance at the one seed. Have a chance to win the division, the AFC North, which is arguably the best division in football. And they've had injuries. Grant Delpit's been out for the year. They've had injuries along the offensive line. Batonio's missed time. Their center's been out. Um, uh, their tackles have been injured. They were down to their third string right tackle earlier in the year when Jones got hurt. Amari Cooper didn't even play last night. And they went over the Jets. you got to give Kevin Stefanski a ton of credit. Plus, just like the Lions, the Browns have never won anything. The Browns have never been to the Super Bowl. This is the first year since 1989 that the Cleveland Browns are going to have a better record than their rival, the Pittsburgh Steelers. 1989, was over 30 years. So I can see the argument being made for Stefanski, especially because he's had to go through four quarterbacks. He calls the plays. It's the Browns. But again, I'm going to lean on Dan Campbell being number one, a division winner. And number two, if Dan Campbell and the Lions go into Dallas this week, seriously, if they go into Dallas this week and knock off the Cowboys, all right, the big bad Cowboys, the the favorites to win this game, Dallas, um, and, and win 13 games and go from three to nine to 13 and have a chance at the one seed in the NFC. Could you imagine? How do you not give Dan Campbell coach of the year? Yes, I get it. The expectations for the Browns were lower than the Lions. No one expected the Browns to be competing for the AFC North with week 18 on deck. And I know that the cuter story and the underdog story is sometimes how you win coach of the year. And Stefanski has done a whale of a job. I'm not taking anything away from him, but the lions are, are, have won the division. And if the lions beat Dallas this week, the big, bad Cowboys that have never been beaten at home this year, that average 40 points a game that have Dak Prescott and CD lamb and Mike McCarthy, Jerry Jones, Micah Parsons, all the big names. The Lions go in and beat Dallas this week. How do you deny Kevin Stefanski a shot? Or excuse me, how do you deny Dan Campbell the top spot as coach of the year? It's going to be very difficult to do. You make an argument for Stefanski, absolutely you can. That quarterback situation, what he's done with Flacco, not having Nick Chubb all year, who, who tore his ACL against Pittsburgh earlier in the year, I see all that. I do. But how do you deny Dan Campbell if they beat the Cowboys this week? I don't think you do. I do not think you do. I think that would be very difficult to do to deny Dan Campbell Coach of the Year if they beat the Cowboys this week. Absolutely, you could make an argument for Stefanski, and you got to give him credit, Um, a lot of credit for what he's done with Cleveland. But what about what Dan Campbell has done? It's been remarkable. All right, coming up next, what are some keys to victory? How are the Lions going to knock off the Cowboys tomorrow night in primetime? We'll tell you coming up next right here on Locked On Lions. Hey, everybody, Matt Derry here to tell you about LinkedIn Jobs. Told you in the open, you're hiring somebody for your small business. You want to have as many top tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is the best. They got tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster. And it doesn't cost you anything. It is free. All right. I have that purple hashtag hiring frame on LinkedIn for me when we're looking to hire advisors at our place at Financial Architects. It works. It's great. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. It connects you to that vast network of more than a billion professionals out there, which makes it the best place to hire. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats might might not have the time and the resources to hire. That's why with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Hey, they even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and faster to use. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. Go there now and do this. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Check out our friends at LinkedIn jobs. All right, folks, this is not gonna be an easy game. Shout out to our everydayers that are out there and uh, watching and listening right here on Lockdown Lions, a Friday edition of the program. Likely we'll have a post-game pod for you Sunday morning after the Saturday night Lions-Cowboys game in primetime. Another primetime game for the Lions, under the lights, uh, inside the dome, um, Lions are 4-0 in night games this year. Remember, they beat the Chiefs, they beat the Packers, they beat the Broncos, they beat the Raiders. Imagine the Lions going 5-0 in night games this year. That would be uh, remarkable. So shout out to Dan Campbell and the crew and everybody for the job that they've done this year. Look, those games are not easy, especially on the road. And yet the Lions have handled it uh, awesome. Uh, keys to the game. Number one, first and foremost, when the Lions are playing the Cowboys, you've got to keep Dallas's offense off the field. Keep Dak, C.D. Lamb, Zach Martin, that offensive line, Tony Pollard, all those guys, the tight ends that they have that are a very deep tight end group there in Dallas. All the speed they have at wide receiver with with Gallup and others. Um, you got to keep them off the field. The way you do that, to me, it's simple. You run the football. You run the football. Um, Dan Quinn, their defensive coordinator, is really good. They mix up the, how they look at things sometimes. They play a lot of four-two-five, but you look at Dallas's defense: fifth in the league in points per game, seventh in the league in total defense, fifth in the league in passing defense. But where are they weakest against the run? They give up 115.7 yards per game, which is 19th in the league. Lions run defense is fourth in the league. Pound David Montgomery between the tackles. Get Jameer Gibbs in some space. Run the football. Run the clock. Utilize that time of possession. And keep Dak and that Cowboy offense, which has been lethal at home, off the field. To me, that is first and foremost the most important thing that the Lions can do is get that running game going. The other thing, too, is you run the ball. That means less of Micah Parsons coming at Jared Goff. All right? I know Lion fans, and many of you tweet to me about it, get upset with Ben Johnson sometimes on those second alongs when he runs. I don't care about tomorrow night. I'd like to see more run, more rushes than passes. If this turns into a shootout between Dak and Goff and the Lions have to throw a zillion times, I don't like the Lions' outcome. But running the ball, getting Montgomery his touches, getting Gibbs his touches, similar to what the Lions did against the Broncos a few weeks ago, and then that led to the play action in Goff throwing the football. Uh, I'm all for it. I think that's how the Lions win this game. Now, key number two, though, is the Lions can stretch the field a little bit, which is something they do not do a lot of in the middle of the field. J-Ron Curse and the other safety for Dallas, weak. All right? Those two guys are nothing special. We remember J-Ron Curse here in Detroit. He can come up, make a tackle. He's a very good tackler. He's aggressive, a blitzing safety against the pass and his coverage grade for PFF is like in the thirties. Identify curse on Amon-Ra, curse on Laporta deep down the middle of the field and expose that that middle of the field can be had against the Cowboys safeties. <clears throat> now, ironically enough, I think the middle of the field can be had against the lion safeties too. Uh, <laughs> we saw that last week when Nick Mullins threw for four bills But if Jared Goff can somehow find Laporta and St. Brown and even Jamison Williams on some post stuff, the Lions can expose that. That is going to be a big key for Detroit. Third and final key, and I said this on the crossover with Marcus Mosier, and, and we bring this up all the time, Aiden Hutchinson's sack numbers are down. His PFF grade is one of the tops in terms of edge rushers in the league because of the pressures, sack numbers are down. He's going up this week against right tackle Terrence Steele of da- of Dallas. Terrence Steele is very average. How about Aiden Hutchinson disrupting things on the Prescott passing game? That's going to be a key. If Dak gets time down at Jerry World, down at you know down at the Dome down there in Dallas, you can forget about it. The Lions must get heat on Prescott. They cannot allow him time to throw. We saw what happened last week. When the Lions got Nick Mullins' face, Detroit got turnovers. When Mullins had time to throw, you had K.J. Osborne open. You had Justin Jefferson open. You had Hawkinson open until he got hurt. Um, By the way, Minnesota fans are furious with Kirby Joseph for that low hit. And I I, I understand it. That wasn't the greatest. But I'm not going to say he should be suspended or anything. But just regardless, there were open receivers all day for Mullins. Mullen stinks. He's now been benched for Jaron Hall. The Lions have, have been facing quarterbacks the last few weeks that just get benched. Russell Wilson, benched. Nick Mullins, benched. Lions are not going to be facing a bad quarterback this week. The Lions are going to be facing one of the elite quarterbacks in this league, in Prescott. You got to put pressure on him. he can't just be Ifyatu Malafonwu on blitzes. There's got to be real pressure on Dak Prescott, if the Lions are going to win this game. They cannot just win the game based off of blitzes and everything else. There's got to be real pressure on him tomorrow night. And to me, Aiden Hutchinson is the best chance of getting home. He's the best Lions edge rusher. He can dominate Terrence Steele. And I think he, I think he will. I think he'll have a really good game and it doesn't have to be sacks as long as there's some pressures and he's in the face of a uh, of Prescott. I think the Lions have a really good chance of winning this game. We talked about it over the last few weeks. There was going to be some roster moves and a little bit of a roster crunch with this football team. We will uh, dive into that coming up next right here on Locked on Lions. Thanks for making us your first listen. And of course, checking us out wherever you get your podcasts um, here on a Friday edition of Locked on Lions. And I need to do this. All right, folks, we got to talk about our friends at DoorDash, we've been doing this for weeks. Best place to get food delivered, best place to contact when you need something during the game and you don't want to go to the store is DoorDash. Seriously, the game go to a timeout, time to order in with DoorDash. If it's halftime, ordering time, two-minute warning, whatever it is, DoorDash is the place to get that that, uh, food order in and they deliver it right to your door, all right? You don't want to be watching a game on an empty stomach, but you don't want to leave the house and miss any of the game. You can get pizza, wings, soda, burgers, whatever you want at DoorDash. Heck, great deals as well on groceries, restaurants, retail, and more with DoorDash. I've talked about it for weeks, When I want National Coney Island, or I want Lebanese Grill, which is one of my favorite places there on Hall & Hayes. You order in with DoorDash, and it comes right to your door. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app, and enter the code LOCKED23. Download the DoorDash app, enter the code LOCKED23, you're going to get 50% uh, 50 off a $10 value when you spend $15 or more. Subject to change, terms apply. It is our friends at DoorDash. And hey, what about our buddies at FanDuel, ladies and gentlemen? Want to put some uh, money down on the Lions tomorrow night? Getting the six points against the Cowboys. All these bowl games are boring, but... Make it less boring by betting on the games at FanDuel. Whether it's getting colder, but the NFL offers, stay hot with FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 in your pocket if you win a $5 money line bet, if your team wins, and that's it. Think about joining FanDuel. No better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to get going. Fanduel, official partner of the NFL. All right, folks, uh, we told you the Lions are going to have to be adding players and subtracting players to the roster. Uh, very, very soon here. C.J. Gardner-Johnson's coming back. We know that. Uh, James Houston is coming back soon. We know that. Lions have had to maneuver things for weeks. And today, here on a Friday, they made kind of a surprise move. And Thursday, they activated fullback Jason Cabinda and waived Trevor Nowoski, the linebacker, and Chase Lucas, the cornerback. Then today, they had to elevate Michael Badgley, the kicker, to their 53-man roster from the practice squad or else lose them. And, of course, they've already lost Riley Patterson, who last night did his best wide-right Riley impression with the Browns and missed extra point. But now Badgley is back on the roster. So now, to get Badgley on the roster, the Lions had to make a move. So today, they waived Jason Cabinda, the fullback. Cabinda is beloved in that locker room. He's, he's been a captain for years, both on offense and on special teams. Chris Smith was released from the practice squad. The, uh, uh, the defensive lineman, uh, Michael Schofield, was added to the practice squad as a backup offensive lineman. Now, again, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson uh, will not be activated to likely next week. Lions have an open roster spot right now. They didn't need Cabinda, at least for this week. My guess is the hope for the fullback is that he clears waivers, Lions pick him back up, put him on the practice squad, and then they can elevate him for the next few weeks if they need him, but they need some roster spots They have an open roster spot for tomorrow. I don't know what they're going to do, but they need Chauncey Gardner-Johnson back. Bruce Irvin, remember, could take that roster spot for tomorrow and be available for the game against Dallas because he's on the practice squad and could be elevated. But regardless, it's interesting. The Lions have... um you know, they've, they've had some decisions that they've needed to make with the roster. Here's one thing I will say about all these roster moves. They're going to need to get James Houston back, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson back, Alim McNeil back. They're, it's a tough call having to make some of these moves. Chase Lucas has been with the team all year. They love Chase Lucas. Hopefully no one picks him up. They put him back in the practice squad, but this is a good problem to have. When was the last time we talked about the 46th, 47th, all the, you know, 50th guy on the, on the 53 man, 53, whatever. Worrying about losing good players means you have good players. What's the last time we sit here and said, oh no, the Lions have had to cut Jason Cabinda or Chase Lucas. Those guys used to be better players on your team. Now that the roster is improved and there's more talent on it, you're going to have to make tough decisions like that. But that's a testament to, to Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell, the front office, for bringing in good players, solid players, talented players to this roster so that you have to make these tough decisions. Think about what's going on other places right now. Look at Denver today. Russell Wilson came out today to the media and said, yeah, they've been trying to mess with my contract, and the NFL Players Association had to come in. They wanted him to like get rid of his injury designation and injury settlement stuff in his contract, or they threatened to bench him weeks ago (coughs) when they were winning games. None of that drama with the Lions. Remember earlier in training camp or at the end of training camp and in the preseason when they cut uh, Craig Reynolds? Come on, Craig. And we were like, oh, my God, you can't cut Craig Reynolds. Come on, Craig. We love Craig. Lions communicated to him, hey, don't sign anywhere else. We're going to throw you back. We, We had to waive you in order for, you know, if it was a financial move, they need to clear roster space. Don't go anywhere. We're going to put you back on the roster. Don't worry. And Craig Reynolds sat. It was quiet. Waited his, bided his time. And days later, he was back on the roster. It was maneuvering in order to keep to put other players on the roster and designate. There's some of that that goes around. Uh, Badgley, same thing. Lions communicated with him. All right. Chase Lucas, I'm sure they're going through that. Cabinda, same thing. And guys stay. Guys want to be here. We talked about injured players like Vitae sticking around where he could easily go home to Texas or wherever he lives. Uh, I think he's down in Texas, but he wants to be around the team. There's a culture that has been built here. There's a trust so that idiots like me don't get on and go, how can they cut Craig? What are they doing? Cabinda one day is, no, Jason Cabinda will be back, right? They have handled this properly. They need a roster spot for tomorrow. We'll see what they do. It's likely going to be Bruce Irvin. They needed Badgley elevated. You know, they're, they're going to lose guys like they lost Riley Patterson. But all in all, communication, maneuver, roster maneuvering, all of that, I trust Brad Holmes to do it right. All right, that'll do it for us here on this Friday edition of Lockdown Lions. Hopefully, you know, I think the Lions have a shot tomorrow night. I'm not picking them to win. I think they're probably due to have a loss. I think Dallas needs this game badly, and the Cowboys are very good, especially offensively. But man, what a statement it would be on Saturday night if the Lions took care of the Cowboys and won their 12th football game. Everybody have a great new year and a uh, holiday rest of the weekend. Get a post game pod to you uh, Sunday morning as well, right here on Lockdown Lions. Thanks, everybody.